0: The Big 12 is now the Big 16. Let's go. We did it. Cheers. I've got to give you one big cheers. I'm not going to tell you what this is. Just know I've got the Heartland College Sports Koozie that I want you to get your hands on by leaving a rating and a review on this show and sending me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M U N D O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. We'll hook you up with that Heartland College Sports Koozie. After months, of drama, months of rumors, months of speculation. The big 12 reportedly is picking up this week, Arizona, Arizona state. And yes, Utah, the big 12, which picked up Colorado last week has picked up the other three, four corner schools and is going to 16 as the big 12 solidifies itself for right now as the third of the power five conferences, And it's not even close. Here's a conference that over the last 15 years, if you're a Big 12 fan, you have watched this conference be called dead on death's doorstep. It was going to cease to exist. And now the Big 12 conference is solidly in the number three position of power conferences. This is truly amazing stuff. Truly amazing. And it's one of those things that makes you sit there if you're a Big 12 fan and pinch yourself, right? You've got to sit there and look at yourself and say, how did we get here? Well, we got here through a lot of things happening. Let's let's go through the story. There's a short-term story, there's a long-term story. The short-term story is Bob Bowlesby reacted quickly. And you've got to give credit to the Big 12 commissioner. You've also got to give credit to the hateful eight, as they were called, the remaining eight teams from two years ago when OU and Texas announced they were bouncing. They stuck together. They were thick as thieves. They hung in there together, and they say, you know what? We like each other. We want to be a conference together. We want to do this as one unit. Now, of course, they probably made some phone calls, but they did it as one unit. And then the Big 12 already had the shortlist. UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, and Houston come on in September of 21. The Big 12 is in a great spot. The great, The Big 12 is in a healthy position. The Big 12 is going into this year, 2023, with four new teams coming in and now awaiting a new TV deal. And then Brett Yormark enters. Bob Bowlesby exits. Brett Yormark comes in, and Brett Yormark has a strong foundation courtesy of Bob Bowlesby and then takes this thing to the next level. And he starts saying, you know what? We want to go out West. We want to see what we can do with some of these other schools in the Pac-12. And he starts sniffing around a little bit. And he starts looking for a way in to the Pac-12. And he did it beautifully. He waited. He was not too anxious. I was getting anxious here over the last few months. Brett mark was not, to his credit. And he waited this thing out. And ultimately what happened, the Big 12 jumped the Pac-12 for the TV deal last year. That was the game changer. Because And it's not just because of the timeline. The Pac-12 thought that it was going to be next up to get a new TV contract because their TV contract was technically up before the Big 12. But the Big 12 jumped them. And it was not just smart for the Big 12 to jump the Pac-12 because it left the Pac-12 as the last man standing without a long-term TV deal. That was smart. And that's true. But then there's the other side of this. The other side of this that is not going to get enough attention on how we got here today is the economics of the moment. The Pac-12 thought it could get a TV deal similar to the Big 12, but as the last nine, 10, 11 months have gone on, if you followed the media landscape and the economy at large, it has been a difficult year for advertising. And Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner, has admitted as much. He said in recent weeks, he's not convinced he could get the same deal today That he got back in September. So the PAC-12 has no leverage. They're the last conference waiting for a deal. And they're trying to negotiate in a soft economy. You put those two things together, and that's how we got to the past couple of weeks, where the PAC-12 had no TV deal to show for it. George Kliokov, the PAC-12 commissioner, has dragged his feet for far too long. And eventually, in the words of Jerry Maguire, they said, show me the money. I guess it would have been Rod Tidwell, technically, but they could not show him the money. The schools, there was nothing for George Kliakov to show the Pac-12 schools, to show his member institutions. And then finally, Colorado said, we're out. And then Arizona, accordingly, said, we're out. And now apparently Arizona State and Utah, per all the reports, are also on their way to the Big 12. And then, of course, Oregon and Washington go to the Big 10. But it was a wild Friday because at one point Friday morning, there was a report that all the Pac-12 teams were going to get together and sign a grant to rights deal. There was this report that they were suddenly all back in cahoots. Everybody was hunky-dory and life was going to go on. And my, oh, my life was going to be good. The Pac-12 was going to survive. And then it didn't happen. And what do you know? Within hours of that report, the whole thing collapses. Oregon and Washington, go. Arizona, out. Arizona State, Utah, see you later. And in the span of about six, seven, eight hours, this whole thing, the Pac-12 completely collapsed. And if history tells this story properly, if history, if college football media members tell this story properly, it will not have been the Big 12 that destroyed the Pac-12. It will have been the Big 10 along with USC and UCLA, that destroyed the Pac-12, plus the TV networks. I mean, ESPN could have easily said, hey, sure, we'll give you 32 mil with Fox, just like the Big 12's getting for your 10-team conference. Maybe add had San Diego State and somebody else. We'll give you 32 mil. They didn't want to do it. They didn't think it was worth that, and it's probably not worth that. The Pac-12 schools are not nearly as engaged. The fan bases are not nearly as fired up as they are in the Big 12. And the name of the game is going to be, five years from now, who's willing to pay for the streaming rights? Who's willing to pay to play? Pay for games on a per-game or a per-season basis. And Big 12 fan bases, despite being in much smaller towns, are going to be far more likely to do that. Just because Cal and Stanford are in the Bay Area doesn't mean anybody's ponying up for ESPN+. That's not going to happen. That was never going to happen. And with that being the way of the future in the college football and sports in general landscape, ESPN, Fox, the others saw the writing on the wall. That's why Apple TV had this deal together, apparently. But the deal had escalators. The deal was a base level of apparently about 20 mil per team. And they could get to 32. They could get higher if Apple TV got a certain amount of subscriptions based off of Pac-12 content. And you and I both know Stanford kids and Cal kids don't even go to the games. The alums don't go to the games. They weren't going to pay pretty penny for Apple TV Plus to watch a game they're not going to go to or even really care about. So that was always a long shot. So now here we are with the Big 12 expanding to 16 teams just like that in the span of a week. Colorado come in. And don't blame Colorado either. Colorado waited longer than I thought they would. I heard a lot of people suggesting that Colorado in the last three, four months was going to bolt at any minute. Colorado to its credit waited until the last minute to jump. And then finally they made the move. Finally, Colorado said enough's enough. There's nothing here. There's no TV contract. Don't blame them. And yes, I'm defending Colorado. I've always been a fan of Colorado. I think they're a great addition to bring back to the big 12 in an era when we're losing regional rivalries, Um, you know what the big 12 is sitting here and saying, we're bringing one back to the old big 12 North with Colorado. I think it's going to be great for the league. Great for Deion Sanders. Great for that program. I can't wait, but it's not their fault. Somebody was going to bolt and Colorado learning from what it did, you know, 12 years ago now said, we don't want to be left holding the bag. We don't want to be the last man standing. You don't want to be Cal Stanford. Washington State, Oregon State. I feel bad for them, but you don't want to be them. And if that Big 12 lifeline was there, which it was from Brett Yormark for the Colorado Buffaloes, you take it and you run with it and you solidify yourself for at least the next five years. Because who knows what five years are going to bring? Think about the last five years, right? I can't even begin to predict the next five or six years. None of us have any idea what's going on. So this is going to be a completely wild stretch. It already has been. We don't know what's going to happen with the remaining four Pac-12 teams. There's still a lot of stuff up in the air. But we do know, and this was all breaking on Friday night, the Big 12 Conference voted to admit Arizona State and Utah on Friday night, this one night after they voted to uh, admit Arizona. So all of this is happening in real time. It's all taken place here in the last couple of days. And if you're a Big 12 fan, you have got to be over the moon at what is happening right now for this conference and the excitement that surrounds the Big 12. I just can't wait. This is going to be the best basketball conference in this country, hands down. There's no doubt about it. You are going to have Houston and Arizona added to a Big 12 conference with already Kansas, Baylor. Kansas State, Iowa State, the list goes on. Texas Tech, West Virginia, Oklahoma State. This is going to be the best basketball conference, and it won't be close. And Brett Yormark is betting on basketball in large part. Brett Yormark is making a bet for the Big 12 that they can be in basketball what the SEC is in football. And while football still pays astronomically more than basketball, if you can – get basketball to the point where you can then spin it off, make it its own TV contract and sell football and basketball separately instead of packaging them as one piece, then you're in a pretty position if you're the big 12 and you've got Arizona going to Lawrence, Kansas, you've got Houston traveling to Waco for a primetime game, right? I mean, heck even Arizona state with Bobby Hurley, Arizona state hasn't done a ton under Bobby Hurley, but I like Bobby Hurley as a head coach. There's a lot of great stuff happening in terms of what this conference will be in basketball. And that doesn't mean it's not going to be great in football, but we all know that the SEC and the Big Ten are going to dominate in football. They'll be one and two in football. But the Big 12 is going to be in a position to make a college football playoff every year, get a home game, and then roll the dice. The notion that Every Big Twelve SEC playoff game is going to end up sixty-five to seven like Georgia and TCU. It's just not true. It's it's not. I mean, that was a bad performance from TCU, but I think if they play ten times, Georgia probably wins eight or nine, maybe all ten. But it's not sixty-five to seven. I promise you that. The Big Twelve will be formidable in football. It will definitely be a place where okay, you're not going to have Alabama, you're not going to have Ohio State, but you will have teams that will win college football playoff games out of this conference. And I also believe if the Big 12 gets two teams into the college football playoff every year, that's a great place to be. You'll have the Power 5 conferences, Power 4 maybe, I don't know, but you're going to have the Power conferences, and then you'll also have, on top of that, um, the at-large bids. And that's where the Big 12 can try to sneak in a second team. And if you're getting two teams into a college football playoff, if you're the big 12 and you've got the best basketball conference in America, you are a very healthy conference. You are in a conference that people are going to desire to be in. That's what you're going to be. And that's what the big 12 will be for the foreseeable future. I can't predict anything after that, but I can tell you for the foreseeable future, this conference is healthy. And if you were to tell me at any point in the last 15 years, That of the Power 5 conferences, it would not be the Big 12 that was going to collapse first. It would not be the Big 12 that would be blown up by the TV networks and conference realignment and everything else. I probably wouldn't believe you. I've lived through this. You've lived through this. We've covered this together. We've been on this journey together. And here we are. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. We cover the Big 12 conference. It is a celebratory show Cheers to you. Let me take a quick sip here. Oh, gosh. I'll tell you what. Beer tastes so much better when you just expanded your conference by four teams in the last week. It really does. It just hits differently. And if you want one of these great Heartland College Sports koozies, leave a rating and a review on the show. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll hook you up. But hit that subscribe button on YouTube right now, on the podcast, on Spotify. A great way to help build this show. We've been doing this for now almost 10 years. I can't believe it. Started from nothing. Now we've got millions of folks consuming our content across the website, the videos, the podcasts, on a monthly basis. And that's because of you. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. So of the new teams coming in, um, I'm excited about all of them for different reasons. I'm excited about Colorado for some of the reasons I mentioned, old Big 12 North rivalries. I'm excited about um, Arizona for the basketball reasons and a sleeping giant in, in football. I do believe that. I've thought that for a long time. Arizona State's an enigma. As I noted, Bobby Hurley, I like him. I want to see him succeed. I think he's a good coach. They haven't really gotten over that hump yet at, at Arizona State and Utah. All right, Utah fans, uh, we've got to have a little sit down here. I don't know if you want to be here. I don't know if you like us. I'm open to you. You guys have built a great football program under Kyle Winningham. I just want you to be here. I want you to enjoy being here. I don't want to think you're better than the Big 12 because, frankly, you're not. And that's okay. None of us are better than the Big 12. We love the Big 12. That's what we do here. My message to Utah fans is to simply embrace this league. You can hate BYU all you want. That's a great rivalry. Make it part of your annual hatred of your rival in state going forward. But don't hate us, don't hate the Big 12. We didn't do anything. We just want to welcome you on board, and we think you're going to be a great fit. We think that you are going to be the kind of program that can culturally and athletically fit in very well to what this league is doing. That's what I think you can be. But some of you Utah fans, and I want to like you, I want to love you, I want to say come in with open arms. We're here at Heartland College Sports. We're here for you. I want to do that. But you're making it very difficult. You're making it very, very difficult for me here. Okay? I mean, there's these message board posts going around. And one of them here comes from a Utah fan on Ute Zone, And it says, I'd still like the three corner schools to lock arms in these negotiations and demand the Big 12 remove BYU and Cincinnati to make room for Washington State and Oregon State. Get lost! You guys are lucky to have a conference right now at Utah. You guys are a decade removed from the Mountain West. What do you think you are here, USC? I mean, please. Come on, Utah fans. You got to chill out. And if you want to call the Big 12 a truck stop conference, call it whatever you want. But it's a damn good conference. As long as you call it a damn good truck stop conference, I'm fine. I won't be offended all that much. I like truck stops anyway. So whatever you call it, whatever you want, but just don't be, don't be the Debbie downer. Now that you're here, give it a chance. I'm not going to try to prove anything to you because frankly, you're not worth me trying to prove something to you. You've just got to experience it for yourself. And I think you'll realize there's a lot of commonalities, but geez, wow. Uh, the Utah fan base has been very confusing during all of this. I can't quite figure out what their deal has been, but for whatever reason, they have been very, very uh, against this conference. And now it seems like you're going to be stuck with us, which is a darn shame for you, I guess, maybe. Let's see how um, interesting comments I want to touch on here from the Oregon State president. Um and ad excuse me scott barnes scott barnes made some comments here i want to touch on he made these to oregonlive.com this afternoon he said i've never seen so many last minute decisions and twists and turns as i've seen throughout this process he said conference realignment doesn't make sense anymore what this enterprise was built on was regionality and rivalries that is gone that is leaving the Pac-12. Some of the most special pieces about our model is regionality of competition and rivalries. Those things are forgotten. Well, I feel for Scott Barnes. He's a man without a home right now. But they weren't forgotten. The TV networks just got a lot of power because they're foot in the bill and they helped drive realignment. And he's not calling out the Big 12, which I appreciate. But if you were to tell me, hey, Pete, we can go back to the way conferences were 15 years ago, I would snap my finger right now and say, get me back there. Get me back to Nebraska, Texas A&M, Mizzou, Colorado's back. Get me the old Big 12 back in a heartbeat. It's not knocking what's been done. But I would say, get me that back in a heartbeat. But it's not happening. And it won't happen. And anyone that's trying to tell you that the old days are coming back or kidding themselves. And yeah, it's too bad for those of us that grew up with the sport. I mean, some of you obviously older than me. Um, remember the sport 25, 30, 45 years ago at this point, And you've seen it all. I would just say, take me back 15 years. But it's not going to happen. The world has changed. The TV networks are running the show. And they're doing what makes sense for them. What's in their best interest and what gets them value for the inventory that they're paying for. That's what this is about television. And I agree, in a perfect world, college football is at its best when the regional rivals are being shown off. It is. I'm not disagreeing with that for a second. And I feel for a guy like Oregon State AD Scott Barnes. But it, he also sounds like a guy who's on his front porch saying, you know, get off my lawn. It's like he hasn't noticed where this has all been going for the better part of at least two years, but much more than that, going on 10 to 15 at this point. It's almost like he has not been reading the tea leaves for a guy who's been around the block. He's been, I think, AD at three or four different spots. Like, we can bemoan it. We can wish it weren't this way, but it's not the way of the world right now. And it's not going to be the way of the world in three, four, five years. And the Big 12, thank goodness for Brett Yormark, had a pit bull at the helm, and the guy got the job done for this league, and the league is better off. And now the Big 12 sitting here with likely to be 16 teams. adding Colorado last week, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah this week, the four corners are coming on board. And uh, this conference is going to be in an outstanding place going forward. And I will add this as well, because apparently this was a thing. Um, <laughs> USC and UCLA did not want Oregon and Washington to join the Big Ten, according to some reports. That's been floated out there. They wanted exclusivity on the West Coast. Well, guess what? Oregon and Washington, yeah, they were a fit. I wish they would have come to the Big 12, but they were a fit. It made sense for them to have a four-team pot out West. Because if not, you're sitting there at USC with the closest school in your conference being Colorado, or uh, Nebraska. You don't want that. And the whole notion of, well, we're USC. We want the Big Ten and LA to ourselves. In the day and age of the transfer portal, the whole idea that like I'm going to own all the recruits in Southern California is dead. The transfer portal has changed that forever. Those days are never coming back. And that's just a reality of the situation. So Oregon and Washington doing what we all expected them to do, what we all thought they were going to do. And now we just sit here and we wait and we see what exactly it's going to look like going forward and how it all plays out remains to be seen. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Always appreciate you guys being here, joining us on the show. Have a great night. Cheers to an outstanding day, week, for the Big 12 Conference. Have a cold one. And uh, we'll be talking to you very, very soon. All right, subscribe to the show on YouTube. We've got a ton of great content that's going to be coming your way. Also on the podcast. And send me a screenshot of that five-star rating and review and I'll get you hooked up with one of these Heartland College sports koozies. Go Big 12. We love you guys. Have a great rest of the day. Take care.